0: we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 5, titled An Origin Story. Uh, A fantastic and very understated episode that I want to talk about in a different way than I usually talk about Fringe episodes. Because usually when I dive into one of these episodes, I spend most of my time on the plot. And when I say plot, I mean like capital P Neon Sign plot, like pure story beats. And then stuff like character and themes and concepts and all that, uh, that kind of comes up as is necessary. I kind of talk about that when the opportunity arises, uh, when it feels most natural in the discussion to do so. But for this episode, I want to spend all of this discussion talking about this episode from a character... And thematic perspective, uh, because this episode actually does something really, really cool thematically uh, that is very similar to what Ryan Johnson would do several years later with The Last Jedi, uh, specifically uh, the Finn Rose Canto byte subplot. Where, uh, by the way, Last Jedi third best Star Wars movie. Don't at me, bro. Uh, where, <laughs> where nothing they do matters and that's kind of the point. Like, there's a whole storyline in this episode where they're trying to close a temporal shipping lane to stop these shipments from the future that the observers need to finish their air degradation machines on all the continents, and it's a driving force of this episode, and by the end of it, They accomplish nothing. They fail miserably. Like, nothing they do ended up mattering in any way. And it's for one reason and one reason alone. The Fringe team was way too consumed with grief over the death of Etta. And at its core, like, this episode is way more about that than about this temporal shipping lane stuff. Like, this episode cares way more about exploring the death of Etta than it does about actually, like, focusing too much on this shipping lane story. Everything goes back to that. Because, of course, Etta's death just happened. That is a fresh wound, to say the least. Uh, And Olivia and Peter are devastated by it. Rightfully so. Uh And this episode kind of sees them like, navigating those horrors of losing a child, again, this time definitively. And this time, there is no hope of getting her back. There's no, uh, there's no Peter stays in Boston and searches every possible place for Etta and, uh, spends months going around looking up leads. Like, she's definitively dead this time, and they don't have that hope to grasp onto, Uh, So we have Olivia just completely walling herself off, as she always does with all things. Uh, Not quite sure how to handle this. Not quite sure how to express any emotion revolving this. And Peter just becoming obsessed with getting revenge on the Observers. Peter just becoming obsessed with making the Observers pay for what they did to his daughter. And it's because of this grief. uh, And Walter, by the way is in the background just trying to make everything a little bit okay. Uh, And it's because of all of this grief and all of this torment and all of this emotional devastation that they rush into this, if you think about it for five seconds, very poorly thought out plan to close these temporal shipping lanes that were, like, completely flawed and had a bunch of problems that they just didn't see at the time because they were too busy thinking about how sad they were about Etta. Uh, Friggin' Anil started the episode by saying, okay, we're gonna take out this shipment. And immediately, Peter was just like, no, we need to think bigger. We need to take out these shipping lanes. And Peter is the one who dragged the Resistance into this plan when they had a much more tangible goal in mind. And so they rush into this poorly thought out plan, and... I mean, yeah, like, there are moments where it looks like it might succeed. There's that great moment where Peter is interrogating an observer, and it's absolutely fantastic, and I love everything about that moment, but, like, at the end of the day, it amounts to nothing. And this observer actually calls Peter out, like, hey... You saw what you wanted to see when you interrogated me. Uh, You didn't think about this plan at all. Uh, You let your emotions get the better of you. Yada, 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 yada. And flat out calls Peter out for... Putting his emotions over actual logic. And what I especially love... I love this other through line where they keep talking about how they want to make a big statement for Edda. They want to make a big statement for Etta. Uh, when the world is safe from the observers, they want everyone to know that Etta's the one responsible. Uh, Peter and Livia want Etta to remember. And it's only after they horribly fail at this shipping lane thing, this temporal shipping lane thing, only after like, the tunnel vision of that operation falls away... That Olivia starts to see these posters, that, these giant posters that say resist, with Etta's face on them. And it's at this moment that she realizes, oh, crap, everyone already knows. Everyone already knows it's Etta. Like, we don't have to make any big statement. And all of this was built off of faulty emotional logic. And then all of this builds to that incredible ending where Peter, after having exhausted this observer and interrogating him quite brutally, just rips out the chip from his. By the way, revealed in this episode that it's a chip that is responsible for all the things the observers can do. We've been saying it's just tech, it's just tech, it's just tech, it's just tech for the longest of times. And we finally see like the chip. That is responsible for this. Peter pulls that out brutally from this observer as he's like convulsing. And Peter has that great line. You feel that? The pain of the part of you being ripped out? That's what a father feels when he loses his child. And it's just like, it's such an incredible moment. And then Peter just puts that chip inside of his own head. Like, he puts it right up his own brain. And while this is happening, you have Olivia watching this tape that Walter found of one of Edda's birthdays. And she calls Peter, like, as this chip is worming its way into his head. Going like, hey, uh, you gotta come home. I don't want to lose you. Like, we have to go through this together and all that. Like, and just... Olivia's, like, bearing her soul out as this chip is just, like, worming its way into Peter's head, taking God knows what effect. And, uh, yeah! That's this episode! That's the immediate aftermath of Edda's death! Good God! Like, this is a character masterclass. This is a thematic masterclass. This episode, like, the big overarching narrative, the big through-line of the season it takes a break for an episode, and they kind of take a step back and do a great character piece and do a great thematic piece and build it up so well and really really hammer home that emotional gut punch of Edda's death, and they do it so damn perfectly. God, this final season is so good. It's so good. Also, Last Jedi, third best Star Wars movie. Again, don't at me, bro. There's a lot of similarities. The themes of nothing they do matter, and that's the point, is something that so many people missed with The Last Jedi. So many people just didn't pick up on in The Last Jedi. And it's always boggled my mind, how no one else could see that, like, but yeah, Nothing They Do Matters. That's literally the point. <laughs> That's literally the point of the movie. That's the point of that sequence. I don't know how you can't figure that out, but it's very intentional that Nothing They Do Matters. Like, I don't know. Anyway, this episode does that thing that Ryan Johnson did in Last Jedi very, 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 very well. Uh, anyway... Solid episode all around to say the least. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast anchor.fm slash TV Archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows, and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple just push my button on the anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time Blah. from time to time. Nailed it. If you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, tomtom4468, and support the show, patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archives Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month, or if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. On Monday, we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 6. Talk to you then.